cliffcentral.com. Hello, I'm, this is Carly from Cliff Central and, um, on behalf of Wedding Central and I'm here today in the gorgeous, um, uh, Puglia, um, and at the Engage conference. And today I've got a wonderful guest in studio and I know all the South African, um, suppliers, brides, anybody who loves weddings knows of Colin Cowie. So I'm sitting next to the fabulous Colin Cowie. It's a bit intimidating, we're not gonna lie. <laughs> and the fact that I'm having to do this out of studio is also, uh, little bit intimidating but thank you Colin thank you for agreeing to to interview happy to be here um, I'm gonna sit quite close to you so then we can okay right um, you are quite an icon and everybody wants a little piece of you and being South African what how long have you been in the industry so I've been in the industry for it's actually kind of scary 30 years, 30 years. yes and I've written uh, I think eight books on the subject I love weddings. Um, I think I have one of the most amazing businesses in the world. I get paid well to spend other people's money making everybody happy. <laughs> and tell me, um, you're, you're doing the interview. It's fabulous. <laughs> um, tell me, you did you did you do weddings in South Africa? When did you decide to move across to New York? In 1985, I immigrated. But before that, there was a place called Helderfontein, mm-hmm. just outside of Johannesburg oh, at Four Ways. Okay. You'll, be, you'll be surprised at how different it is now. I have been, I have been, I have visited and I've been back and I, I started doing weddings there, funny enough. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, how, how different has it been for you to do weddings in South Africa and then go across as a South African? Um, did people look at you differently? What, how did, how, how did you, what were the challenges that you, that you faced? Well, this was the heart of the apartheid era and yeah. I didn't want to really stay in South Africa at the time because I didn't know what the future was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I left South Africa with $400, one, one very well cut suit, mm-hmm. a great suntan and massive dreams. Okay. And, uh, I've been very, very successful and I've been very, very lucky and very fortunate to get to have done what I've done and do what I do for the people that I get to work with across five continents. It's amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. Okay. And then tell me, um, from, if you was if you had to start over again in this industry, what advice can you give somebody starting out? Well, the industry has changed so much. You know, I just think that you know, it's uh, the, the two things that are really important. You have to be extremely creative, and you have to be a really, really good producer. And part of being a good producer is also being a good business person. So it, you know, it's, 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 it's an exciting business because we're in the business of making dreams come true. And then also to stay ahead of all the trends. You know, there was a time when companies would say, well, we're going to restructure every three years or every four or five years. I find that today we're in a constant state of restructuring because if you don't, you get left behind very quickly. And uh, there's such incredible technology today. And then in America, it's a very specialized business. It's a very big business. We spend uh, nearly a hundred billion dollars a year on weddings. That means, yeah, that's a big, that's a very big number. That that means that means there are two point two million weddings every year in the U.S., which means fifty five thousand brides walk down the aisle every single week. It's a very big pie. I mean, for me, this week, just being, or this last couple of days being here, it's just, it's been mind-blowing hearing the numbers. And I mean, you know, (laughs) when you come home (laughs) 
No, you get a lot for for the for the dollar, and it's for being a South African supplier. I'm not going to lie; it's very overwhelming sitting here. I mean, I, in one of the the talks, I actually had a good good cry, and I was just—it's just physically so overwhelming to try and fathom what is spent. And we always, as planners, yeah. we always have to try and justify why you would need a planner in South Africa. It's a very specialized business, extremely specialized, and uh, and. The, Everyone has realized that the bride and the groom should be in their crosshairs because it is such a big business, mm-hmm. particularly the way the hotels, you know, when someone's going away for a weekend, it's two people. But when you have a wedding at a hotel, it's 250 guests, it's 125 rooms, plus they'll spend millions and millions of dollars. So, like, I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big industry um, in the U.S., um, we always try and we always have to constantly justify why you would use a planner and why would the bride just not do it herself. Um, can you give a little bit of advice to a bride? Why, like, why would they use? Absolutely, planner? because when the bride's we really do have yeah, to justify because when the bride has got a toothache, she goes to the dentist. When there's something wrong with the dog, she goes to the vet. When there's a problem with the car, she goes to the mechanic. Okay. When you get a wedding, you go to a specialist. The bride went to university for 20,000 things yeah. other than to learn how to plan the single biggest event of her life. Yeah. And it's so much more than walking down the aisle, playing music and putting out pretty flowers. If you want to throw a really good wedding and a great party today, there's an absolute art in doing so. And it's a very complex situation. I mean, when I look at the checks and balances and the software and the process that we go through for our brides and what we do for our brides, it is amazing. The attention to detail, because everything is about appealing to all the senses, you know. And there's pre-ceremony, there's a ceremony, there's cocktails, there's the reception, there's the dance party, there's brunch the next day, there's a rehearsal dinner the night before, a lot of our work is destination work. And... When we work on the scale that I work and for the caliber and quality of people that I work for, we can't start a conversation ever with, oh, I'm sorry. Mm. We have to blow away the customer and exceed the expectation every time. Mm. And tell me, um, you probably get this often, but you've worked all over the world. Where is your favorite place? Well, I've traveled 13 million miles in search of fabulous on behalf of my clients, and I've worked across all five continents. Um, I must say, I wish I could do more work in South Africa, because I love South Africa. I still think it's one of the most beautiful, beautiful places in the entire world. Uh, in fact, I'm doing a big wedding in, in uh, Cape Town in November next year, which I'm looking forward to doing, and it's going to be very exciting. But um, I also say I think Italy, where we are right now, is so romantic. And I've been very fortunate to have done a lot of work from Venice to Florence to uh, Rome to Capri to Sicily. So I've really been able to work all over Italy. Uh, I think France is also very beautiful. The south of France is amazing. Uh, the castles of Ireland are exquisite. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do something more exotic to go to, like the Polynesian Islands, Bali. I mean, that's quite beautiful too. I think, uh, do you, do you, how do you, oh, no, now to ask this question. You are such a big icon in South Africa. And uh, how, do you ever plan to come back and speak to people in South Africa? I've never been invited. Come on. Someone invited <laughs> me to come. <laughs> I Look, I get to do... Okay. Been I think it would be great for you to... Because you are. I mean, 
you see here there's so many people who want to chat to you and whatever but it's just you know as, as Africans we tend to we tend to doubt ourselves so much more mm. because we look at the international markets and mm. you know wow this is what they're doing but have you, do you follow anyone in South Africa and what is your mm. take on South African ex, uh, wedding experts? It's actually very interesting because I, I do public speaking mm. a lot I do maybe one or two speaking engagements a month mm-hmm. um or at least once a month. And that takes me to extraordinary places. Mm. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in Lima, Peru, and uh, had the most amazing time. But what I've noticed is because of the Internet mm. and because of the fact that we have Pinterest and we have Instagram and we have Facebook – the whole world of bridal design has started to become very homogenized mm. you know, and very global. Mm. So I'm seeing examples and I'm seeing what people are using in Peru. It's no different from what they're doing in Rio de Janeiro or what they're doing in New York City or London or Paris or any other great capital for that mm. matter. You know, you're seeing the same ghost chairs in Johannesburg yeah. right now and mirrored tabletops. And uh, So I think it's not as different as what it used to be before mm-hmm. you know, where things were very regional and very seasonal yeah. I find now the whole world kind of looks what sets everything apart are the cultural differences yeah, it's, it's, it's actually so I mean there's a lady from Ghana have you managed Bonjourna. to speak? Buongiorno <laughs> there's a lady from Ghana and she, she keeps saying you know like why don't these people come to Africa and experience Africa and you know it's just to, to try and get people to come and experience it and just actually experience our culture as a, another thing well, one, that's one of the most exciting things in the world that's how you learn the most is to discover all the different cultural differences mm-hmm. and you know then you take our aesthetics to those cultures and you get to start to tell a unique and a different story in a different language and would you ever consider coming back to South Africa no, not I, would, I come to South Africa I, w- I was there last Friday I was in Durban um, I, I I go back to South Africa like two or three times a year mm-hmm. and uh, love it my family's mm-hmm. still there mm-hmm. And I love the culture, I love the people, love the food, love the weather. Um, so I don't think I would ever come back to live full time in South Africa, but uh, you know, to keep a home there and, and be there for maybe two, three months of the year and come back and spend time, I will always, always have a presence in New York and a presence in Europe. I love it here. Okay, and then I, I don't, I'm not sure if you're aware. I own the SA School of Weddings, so we're teaching people going into the the wedding industry. What would you hope that we are teaching people um, going in um, to the industry of? Uh, it's it's such a massive one. What would you hope that we are we are passing over? Well, you've now been at a conference for three days, and you've heard some of the most successful people in our industry speak. Uh, You know, this is no different from any other curriculum of sorts because there is such an art in planning a wedding. You know, there's the business side to it because you have to learn how to make money. You have to learn how to engage all your creative partners or as you refer to them, there's your suppliers and some people call them vendors and how they're managed and how do you do design and how do you keep the schedule together. And it's it's a very... It's a very complex, complex business. Mm. And you know, it's taken me 30 years to learn what I know today. So, and what keeps you passionate? What keeps me passionate is that every time I 
Well, it's the ability to be creative and to help a bride and groom make their joint statement of style. You know, they come to me with a couple of ideas, some with more ideas than, 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 than others. And it's my responsibility to tell their story through the senses of what you smell, touch, taste, see and hear. And of course that changes whether we are morning, noon or night. It's different if we're in the mountains or with the seaside or in the country. And of course it's different if it's spring, summer, winter or fall. So it's a, it's a lot of storytelling. But then you can only tell the story if you know how to produce exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things that, that I make a pact with my brides that they will walk down the aisle no more than 15 minutes after the printed invitation time. Because mm. I think... In South Africa, that, that, that's rather difficult. Yeah, because, they, because not only is the focus of attention on the bride and the groom, mm-hmm. okay? And yes, it is their day. But the focus of attention really is on them being the quintessential host and host for the first time together. Mm-hmm. Right, it's their joint statement of style. So it would be very rude to keep your guests waiting. I start my ceremonies fifteen minutes after the invitation time. We're all very jaded, okay? So I run cocktails for forty-five minutes is my cocktail hour. Okay. Because by the time forty-five I'm, minutes for yes, your cocktail hour. Yes, because by the time photographers they've got to work quick and fast and furious. Because by the time Are you, you move, photographers. Because by the time you move people. From one area to the next so area. Five minutes between. Because, let me finish. Okay. okay. <laughs> because I start to move them after 45 minutes. Okay. Because people are like sheep. But mm-hmm. when you give them alcohol, they become retarded sheep. Okay. <laughs> so by the time they get into dinner, it's become, it's been the hour. Okay. Right. And I think everything in the world today is 20 minutes to two hours. T- Everything is too long. Mm. I think movies are too long. Yeah. Theater is too long. We don't read like we used to read. We don't consume media and, and, and content like we used to. Everything is in bite-sized pieces today. Think about it. Yeah, how you true. read your news, how you get your yeah, weather, you how you get caught up. Very quick. So we have to also respond to people the same way. Mm. So for me, typically, wedding starts 15 minutes after the invitation time. Cocktail hour is an hour. I like to serve dinner in an hour and a half Mm -hmm. without speeches and toast, three courses, 90 minutes, and then put in the killer dance party, and they'll dance till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Sure. And and I've been helping my niece with her wedding. She's Mm -hmm. getting married in January in in, in Durban. Mm -hmm. And they got the ceremony at 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Which is it's very normal. <laughs> yeah, but now you've got people dressed up in black tie in the afternoon. And uh, they're hot. And, and they're I'm hot. And in Durban. It's and like it's all about the pictures. Tabby. And it's all about the pictures. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the bride is selfish enough to want the photographers got this idea, well, we're going to leave the guests there because we're just going to quickly go down to the beach and get a few pictures on the beach. And yeah. then the bride's going to come back and get touched up. Mm-hmm. It's very different in America and in the rest of the world compared to the timing in South Africa. I would say that would be the biggest cultural difference that it's, I know. It's actually quite it's quite mind-blowing to think about it. Brides want to have those two hours of photos. But the, the bride should have those hour, those photos done before the ceremony. Okay. Okay. So any good photographer, and you've got some of the best photographers in the world uh-huh. right here, right now. Yeah. Okay. They know they've got an hour to get it. And there's a photo to the photo team of, uh, three or four photographers, whatever it might, what, what, whatever they might need to do. And they get it done. And, and with, with the photographers, do you ever struggle to get the photos out of your, 
your um, the photographers? No. Um, we, we really that's something we really struggle with, and they. Also it's written in it's written in my contract. If they want to work with my clients, mm-hmm. I have to have access, and I also have my own personal photographer who documents all of my work because the photographer who's shooting for the bride and groom is shooting for the bride and groom he's not interested in the napkin fold and the lighting change and what the design looks like which sells our work which is our work so it's our responsibility to make sure that we get our work well covered when I was making a very little bit of money I was documenting all my work Mm -hmm. so when it comes to publishing books and being able to provide content and do things I have a very deep and a very rich archive from which to draw sure wow it's it's amazing being able to pick your brain and it's just um, you know like when you talk about the speeches and things uh, you know we we commonly with with the traditional African weddings you're looking at like 18 speeches and it's just you it, but it's so rude and it's so inconsiderate to make people sit and listen to 14 people that shouldn't have had a microphone in the first place that's why we have I kind of have this general rule of thumb that all the those speeches mm-hmm. happen on Friday night at the rehearsal dinner and that's the way we do it in America. Okay. And that's when you go around and your third grade teacher gets up and makes a wish for you and your cousin and everybody else. So this is like two events that you have. We always have a rehearsal always. dinner. Yes, yeah, so it's for the bridal party and the out-of-town guests on Friday night. Okay. That's where all those impromptu speeches okay. take place. At the wedding, only, only at the wedding, is the groom, the father of the bride, mm-hmm. maybe the maid of honor, and maybe, maybe at the most two, three, possibly four speeches. Wow. And, and, and the average speech is two to four minutes, two to five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you're not a very good public speaker. That's the worst when you get there. They have and the worst. Yes, and, 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 like, oh. and they start telling, you know, inappropriate stories and whatever. No, we'll, we'll have the, 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 um, guests that will, or the family member that will just get up and take the microphone. So you kind of have to make sure that you've got a, a very good MC or that you actually are like on the ball with him. So, so a bride, a bride here would flip out if that happened because the bride approves who's going to yeah. speak and it's all written into a schedule. Mm. You heard me talk the other day. Schedule. My schedule is 20 pages long. It goes minute by minute by minute because there are so many people that have worked towards one goal mm. you know, the kitchen the chef the service the band the lighting the sound all these things have to come together to tell a cohesive story otherwise what happens is when this thing runs away with the timing you look at your watch it's like 10 o'clock the main course hasn't come down that there's no sign of a cake that's not a good experience yeah. Not a good experience at all. Yes, remember where the speeches and how hungry they were. were, were yeah, and all the all time. all the band was playing the, the high energy music, and the main course is coming out. Mm. We create art and theatre when we produce these. The way the waiters come out, we have a service plan for every single course. Mm of which tables are served first and how many plates go down at a time and what is the clearing format for that as well. So a lot of people will focus on the food or focus on the flowers or focus on one particular aspect of it. We focus on everything to be able to create and to tell a flawless, seamless story that is controlled from beginning to end. And then 
people don't even look at their watch and think, oh my God, I just had the greatest time because no one's kept waiting and the next thing happened and the next thing happened and we, we led this, the, the story versus people having to follow the story. Mm-hmm. And, um, I heard you in your, in your talk, um, saying that you never see a, a, an event go down. And I mean, it is the most heartbreaking as a designer to, to see that event go up and then a couple of hours later it goes down. And, you know, I think a lot of brides don't realize or couples, should I say, don't realize the, the, the hours and the effort that goes into it. And is, is there anything you could give to those brides who are considering between doing it themselves or actually getting a professional to, to do their wedding and how long it takes to do that? Well, if a bride wants to have run around stressed mm-hmm. with a checklist the day of her wedding, she's not going to have a fun wedding. Okay. We know South Africans are quite, uh, they, 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 they like to be control freaks. So it's, it's quite yes, a difficult but thing I'm to sorry, but if you come to me and you're going to pay me, mm-hmm. I become the control freak mm-hmm. on your behalf. Okay. So you and I work together and we agree on what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. You leave me to do my job so that you can be the bride on the day and you can focus on being beautiful, glamorous, and being an incredible host. Kylan was amazing. So next time, can we, can we make sure that you come and speak to everybody when you come out um, next year? You know, you November, out. you say you're coming, coming out in, well, you're all the time. Well, but next year. But we'll do next year sometime. We'll figure but something you, out. you do have an incredible um, following. I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, and I think a lot of people in the, in the wedding industry in South Africa really are, like, inspired by you. And it's, it's, it's very... I love teaching. Mm-hmm. I love sharing. And, and for me, it's always, you know, I, 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 I feel very blessed mm-hmm. to do this. How I started this conversation, and I have this creative energy, and clearly I've built an amazing business and reputation, and it gives me the ability. I think that the more I share, the more I get given to share. So I don't own any idea. I've never done the same thing twice. I don't use the same linen twice. I don't use anything twice. Every time I work, it's always new because every bride and groom's DNA is different, and I always start with their DNA. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you.